Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Charlie Mike. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. So today's topic I had a request for, and I think it's a topic that we can all relate to. I had a listener ask for some discipline advice, specifically how to stay disciplined. How do you keep going when you're bored or not seeing any progress? That is an absolute fabulous question. Another caveat to this topic is that it's the time of year where most quit going to the gym or quit on their New Year's goals altogether. That's a shame. Very, very sad to hear that. What are we going to do about this or what do we do about this? Well, look no further, listeners. You asked and I am about to deliver. Our tips today on being self-disciplined comes to us from one of my most favorite places to do research. This is from the team over at lifehack.org. I'll say that that again, lifehack.org. And the article is entitled, How to Be Disciplined for Good by Ms. Tracy Kennedy. Now, Tracy Kennedy is one of Lifehack's personal development experts, a results-driven coach dedicated to helping people achieve their greater levels of happiness and success. Again, that website, lifehack.org, where you can read Tracy's full profile and bio. In her article, Tracy gives us 10 very solid tips for being self-disciplined and staying that way. Let's get started. Point number one, get motivated. You ever notice when you're excited about something or have a significant or compelling goal you're setting out to achieve? You don't need to know how to be self-disciplined then, right? Let's say you have uh, you know, your, your wedding or a high school reunion coming up and you want to lose weight to look great and fit into that killer dress or some killer outfit. Waking up in the morning for a run and skipping dessert may be a lot easier then, right? Or let's say your dream job just opened up at work. Getting to work early, staying late, keeping on task, that doesn't seem so difficult anymore, does it? I mean, it's its pretty easy at that point. Well, motivation comes from the root word motive. It's why you are doing something. Leadership expert Simon Sinek talks about the power of why. Knowing your why provides a compelling intrinsic motivation. It fuels the fire, and you're much more likely to stay focused. I often tell leaders, you have to know your why, because if you don't, or once you lose your why, that's when you're more likely to quit whatever it is that you're working towards. Rule number one, define your why. Rule number two, when you start having thoughts of throwing in the towel, refer back to rule number one and remember why you started. Point number two remove temptations. This is a very important one, folks. Research has proven that our environment affects our choices. For example, one study done at Cornell University found that women who kept soft drinks on their counter weighed 24 to 26 pounds more than those who didn't. Those who kept a box of cereal on the counter weighed an average of 20 more pounds than those who didn't. And those who kept fruit on their counter weighed an average of 13 pounds or less. Now, this is not restricted to weight gain alone. Your environment can be stronger than your willpower. 
So ensure your environment is conducive to promoting self-discipline in achieving your goals. Make sense? All right. You have to be cognizant of your environment, what your triggers are, and how to change your environment in order to set yourself up for success. As the saying goes, out of sight, out of mind. It works. Point number three, create a goal, challenge, or deadline. Absolutely love this one. There's a reason why influencers have created 5, 10, or 30-day challenges, even the 75 hard challenge for those of you out there that have heard of, heard of that. And that reason is to support you. Challenges work because they focus people toward a goal in a way that compels them to act. Let me read that again. Challenges work because they focus people toward a goal in a way that compels them to take action. Being tasked to do something doesn't necessarily inspire action, but when it's packaged as a challenge, a task becomes both a to-do and a test of your character and strengths. You'd flex your discipline to prove yourself what you're capable of. You'll be surprised to know that, that setting goals can push you to new heights. People have shifted their entire lifestyle, eating habits, and motivation by joining these challenges, and they can absolutely work for you too. I'll use a personal example. I bought a group of supplements at the at the tail end of, of 2022, like last, last week in December, say. And I challenged myself to use them exactly as they said to be used, exercise in conjunction with, with healthier uh, eating, and logging my weight once a week for an entire month. The way I held myself accountable was I spent good money out of my family's budget so I didn't want that money wasted. I also knew that if I stuck to my plan, I would see results. And I got to tell you, folks, I feel so much better. My clothes fit better. And by the end of the month, I'll be down 10 pounds. So challenges in any form, they, they absolutely work. Big fan of them. Right. Point number four, phone a friend. In success or failure, it's always helpful to have an accountability partner. Why else? Do you think people hire trainers to stay on top of their fitness goals, coaches to achieve their personal or professional goals, or join a club or group such as Weight Watchers? Being accountable to someone for results magnifies the necessary self-discipline to achieve your goals. You're not just making yourself proud. You've got others rooting for you also. Powering through challenge is much easier when you've got someone you can call when you need a pick-me-up or some type of inspiration to get you out of that funk that, that you know, that thing called life tends to get us in. Okay, here's the deal about an accountability partner. You have to be very specific on what you want them to hold you accountable to and how you want them to be held accountable or how you want to be accountable. Excuse me. I spoke about this in my first podcast of the year. Be ready to answer some tough questions if you have an accountability partner. That's what you ask them to do. That's what they're going to do. So don't start whining when they start asking you questions like, hey, how come you didn't go to the gym like you said you were? How come you didn't meet me here so we could go over this business plan um, like, like you said you wanted me to? Be prepared to answer the mail. Point number five, start small. How do you need an elephant? One bite at a time, right? Or, or like I said to my troopers, small bites of the cheeseburger. Change is hard and our brains are wired to return to what feels comfortable and predictable. 
But if you start slow, you can build up to something big without getting that overwhelmed feeling. If you want to start walking 30 minutes a day, five days a week, start with five minutes a day. If you feel like continuing after five minutes, do it. Go for it. If you want to start eating better, identify one change you can make in your diet. When your mind thinks it's going to be easy, it gets you started. Use that momentum to keep going. Look, we're not children children anymore, people. We're adults. As we say in Texas, mama said there'd be days like this. You need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I don't care that you don't like that phrase. I don't care if that's a cliche. You need to come out of your comfort zone because that's where the growth happens. Okay? Point number six, are you the carrot or are you the stick? Are you compelled by the satisfaction of a reward, i.e. carrot, or the risk of punishment, i.e. the stick? Or are you both? All right, the carrot. Your team might happily clock in more over time to land new clients for a boost in their commissions. Pretty great, right? What reward can you give yourself for being self-disciplined? Put a prize up for doing something difficult that makes the task worth it. The stick. If you're trying to lose weight, the consequences of poor health may motivate you to change your ways. If the good things in life fail to push you effectively, fear can be a very powerful motivator. Identify the worst case scenario. What would you lose should you fail to stay disciplined? Ask yourself that question. What would you lose? What would absolutely come crumbling down should you fail to stay disciplined? I like this point a lot. Fear is an excellent motivator, especially that last question from the carrot and stick point. What would you lose should you fail to stay disciplined? That is a super important question in order for you to define that. Okay. Uh, Point number seven, stop going against the grain. Perhaps the way you're trying to be more disciplined simply doesn't work for how you're wired, okay? Every, every last one of us is wired differently. If you always work best waiting until the last minute to study or complete that big project, why are you forcing yourself to try to get it done weeks in advance? Hey, I, look, I'm speaking for personal experience here. If I, if I try to write a paper six weeks before it's due, I completely suck at it. Four or five hours in advance? Knock it out. I do some of my best work. That's just how, that's just me. And you know what? That may not work for everybody. If the usual ways on how to build discipline aren't working for you, step back and see if it's important that you do the thing, um, you know, step back and, and, and then see if it's important that you do the thing you're procrastinating on or finding hard to follow through with it. Okay. Maybe you can delegate that to someone that's much better at it. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. Small note, small note. Small note on delegation here. This may work for tasks at the office or house chores, but if it's a goal like losing weight, going to the gym, or something that you personally have to take action on in order to see certain results, hey, sorry, you got to do that work, period. You have to put in the work, okay? All right, Um, point number eight, create habits and rituals. Performance coach Jay Henderson talks about the power of creating habits and rituals. Our subconscious is automated, so we only have 5% of our conscious mind to fight the subconscious habits we have built over months, years, and in some cases, over our lifetime, people. To combat the subconscious, 
we must create new habits, period. For example, you want to start running, but find yourself continuing to hit that snooze button in the morning. Instead, try listing out very specific steps to help you get up and moving, 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 moving. For example, step number one, set the goal to get up and run at 6 a.m. Step number two, lay out your clothes the night before. Step number three, set an alarm and put it on the other side of the room. Guess what? Because it physically makes you get out of bed. Step four, get in bed, turn off the TV, go to sleep at 10 p.m. with a mental vision of waking up energized, ready to knock that run out. And step number five, wake up the next day, warm up and start running. You know, a lot of you out there are probably being, are probably like, well, you know, Santos, it's not that easy. It is that easy. The problem is you. The problem is you got to get out of, outside of your own head. You're going to pay attention to what things are important to you. Point blank. Not here to mess around. This helps because you engage the senses with clarity through specificity. Your mind which wants to make you act like the picture you have for yourself, then delivers the energy, drive, and motivation. Energy, drive, and motivation. Rituals are another way of being more disciplined because these specifically overcome the force of habit. Focusing and using rituals can help you completely restructure habits and behaviors to achieve more. Now, This particular tip was written literally out of the page of my personal life. I got to tell you, it's like somebody was watching me or something. In a prior episode, I spoke about beating your future self. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Beating that, that, that future of yourself, your future self. You know what you're like when you're facing a roadblock or barrier that could potentially hinder your progress. I do exactly what this point says. I set up the next day for myself, the night before. I lay out my gym clothes, bag, set up all of my morning supplements to to take. So so literally all I have to do in the morning is wake up, get dressed, out the door I go. It works. I promise you it works. I've been doing it for the last 30 days and I've seen great results and is motivating me to want to do more. Point number nine, put the big rocks in first. Legendary time management expert and author Stephen Covey first introduced this concept in the in, in the 80s and it's just as relevant if not more so today we got a lot of stuff going on these days the idea is if you do most of the important things first you won't get distracted by all the little items that can end up mindlessly filling up your day studies on how to build discipline have shown that willpower is a limited resource a growing body of research shows that Resisting repeated temptations takes a mental toll. Some experts liken willpower to a muscle that can get fatigued from overuse. You better believe it. You better believe willpower is like a, like a bicep that you've been doing too many curls on. This priorita- prioritization challenge is a struggle even for the most accomplished executives. Many are bogged down in day-to-day urgencies that they lose the time or mental energy on how to be more disciplined in their jobs. I can tell you from personal experience as an HR professional, I have reports due, projects that I collaborate collaborate on, and standard work on a daily basis that I must accomplish. I have to be cognizant of all the rocks in my rucksack and empty out the big rocks first so that I, that I can walk a little further with a lighter load. Okay? 
daily questions from clients and other distractors will come. That's just a function of daily life, whether it be at home or at work. You have to set times when you're not available in order to concentrate on getting those larger rocks out of that heavy rucksack. Point number 10 and the final the final point, be nice to yourself. All right, folks, we're going to we're going to talk about this one a little bit. You got to you got to give yourself grace. Change involves going out of your comfort zone. We already talked about that. Don't be surprised if a big part of you is fighting against it. You are going to face setbacks and failures. That's all part of the process. Do not allow obstacles to call to, to, to cause you to give up on your bigger vision or goal. Unless you're the most self-disciplined person in the world, you're going to hit the snooze button. You're going to miss a run. You're going to choose chips over an apple. You're going to lose te- your temper instead of keeping your cool. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Know your worth, forgive yourself, and move forward. Okay? Eric Thomas, you only get five minutes to be in a funk. That's what Eric Thomas says. You only get five minutes to be in a funk. I I will tell you, I cannot tell you how important this last point is. You will have setbacks, but you can't let that ruin all the work you have done up to this point. Okay, so you slept in. Okay, so you ate two pieces of cake instead of one. Guess what? You're human. It happens. Now, if you're having more of those days than your discipline days, okay, let's let's be real here. You need to do some self-reflection in order to figure out why you're slipping more often. Redefine your why. Take notes of your triggers. Change your routine so that you can so that you can say to your future self, nope, not today, baby. Ain't gonna happen. But for goodness sake, do not talk down to yourself. That is completely toxic and put very, very negative thoughts in your head. Your brain is a very powerful tool and it will act on exactly on exactly what you tell it to. All right. All right. Hey, folks, there you have it. How to be disciplined for good. Make a plan. Work backwards, backwards from that plan and then execute, execute, execute as if your life depends on it. For some of you listening out there. Your life does depend on it. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I'd like to give another huge shout out to Miss Tracy Kennedy and the team over at Life, lifehack.org for always bringing us the best content to help us be the best version of ourselves. Thank you, team. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are amazing. All right. As always, check me out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And finally, my website over at cmike.org, cmike.org. Make sure while you're there, fill out the contact form, click the button to subscribe and drop me some comments on either my blog, my podcast website. Again, you can find all of that at cmike.org. You know the deal. This would not be Charlie Mike if we did not end with a quote. This episode's quote comes to us from Mr. Les Brown, an iconic iconic motivational speaker and positive life life expert. Les tells us, and I quote, the fact is discipline is only punishment when imposed on you by someone else. When you discipline yourself, it's not punishment, but empowerment. And last but not least, in case no one ever tells you or you're doubting yourself, you are capable You are intelligent, and I believe in you. Now, believe in yourself. You can do this. Charlie Mike, bye now.